Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Culture. <coughs> Seamus. Nice. Don't call it a comeback. The Jericho Cruise. Y2J's there. MVP's in a mood. Letting the fist rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom explosions. Overpowering. Over Chris Montel is towering. This ain't a game of cops and robbers. Jericho said he don't fight jobbers. Chris, please don't sing. You better move or another swing will be coming your way and you'll be in a daze. How's this for a catchphrase? Jericho got knocked out. MVP knocked him out. Jericho got knocked out. MVP knocked him out. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Joined by Phil James and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. To talk about Chris Jericho getting sparked on his own cruise and a load of other wrestling stuff. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes the League of Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Sidgwick. It's sort of a weird story, this, because it happened, what, four years ago, the fight? <laughs> yeah. And it was, I feel like they talked about getting into, like, rows before, didn't they? The jobber's line was, I think, when Jericho ran into a lift when he got confronted by him a year or two later. Uh, but I what like the idea of that, because in my head, it's like Jericho getting on a lift and then as the doors are clo- closing, like just throwing out a line at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get him. What do you make of it all, You wouldn't hold the door open to begin with. <laughs> um, it's funny that it got leaked now and it's almost karmic. Yes. The idea being that if you go back to February 2020 and the cruise, Chris Jericho was so hot and popular that he was very much in one of those untouchable phases where people forgot Rooty, Tooty, Booty and he was genuinely as he was you know he'd like to say himself king of the world the champion yeah everyone loved him and it all culminated where the AW champion he's gonna wrestle on his own boat and it was the birth, if you remember, of the Judas sing-along. Yes. The birth of the Judas sing-along happened on that cruise. And obviously, is after the pando, it's mm-hmm. persisted to this day, sadly. <laughs> so it just felt like that was the greatest possible thing 
that could have ever happened to a man with an ego that size. So much so that it felt like made up. <laughs> the kind of thing he would make up to placate that ego. Yeah. You know, I'd be a dinosaur on my own boat <laughs> when I was the champion. And everyone sang my song that I wrote and sang at me. Ridiculous. And now, kind of nice calm if he is indeed a creep, mm-hmm. that he got sparked out Yeah, at the best moment of his life. That's Chris Jericho, though, isn't it? Everyone is always a bit like, now, what have you done for me lately, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> 30 years of, like, really well-received reinventions <laughs> yeah. and stories and promos and angles. Yeah, but what have you done for me lately, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the king of the world. Yeah, you got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, because he's got such a carefully curated image of, like, that kind of rock star, Le Champion. Like, he's... He carry, makes sure to carry himself as beats up Goldberg. Star. If he beats up yeah. Goldberg, he, he would have beat up Lesnar as well. I was gonna say, all, threats to fight Lesnar, yeah. All of these stories and like just the way he carries himself and the way he is like out and about and stuff. That's like we've seen him curated film. image, yeah. We've seen him film. And then just when you get these little moments of that veneer slipping and, <laughs> and like, oh yeah, he's actually just a bit of a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get a weird little perverse pleasure about that. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat, by the way. Carl Hello. Stevens um, says. Uh, Never too late to hear about Jericho getting knocked out. <laughs> uh, MM quite rightly says, LLY2J over here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kyle also <laughs> said, this man's spitting. And uh, Triple Dot 31 said bars. So. Did they? Yeah. Okay, I'm assuming you've Jules also wrong. says, woo, surprise, Sage. Because, of course, it's nice to have you on here. Indeed. Um, don't really get invited too often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bad enough for you. First person, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know. First person in the chat. Thank you for your donation as well, Matt. Happy Friday, Wilborn and Fearland. Enough of that. Shh. My king is here. Hope you all have a great weekend. Legend Lounge post in T-minus two hours. Stay tuned. Cheers, guys. That's when you know it's Friday, isn't yeah. it? It is. It's when I know it's Friday. Should we uh, take bets on what the beer's going to be? What ridiculous, ludicrous beer he had he's going to do this week? He had a, like a local Derby beer or whatever it was called, didn't he, last week ahead of Newcastle Sunderland? Yeah. Uh, oh, isn't it the Blue Monday this coming Monday? Maybe did, uh, did you win the Derby Hamford? <laughs> <laughs> you got a boo boo on your centre back. <laughs> uh, we did first try. What's the first big try? A rumble beer? Is that too soon? Yeah, probably too soon. I'm sure it'll be like probably nine point like twelve percent. It's time to play the game. What is going to be the ABV? Ooh, Ooh that's a better wow. game. I'm going to go 7.6. Okay. Conservative. That is quite conservative. I'll go, go higher. Why not? I'll go with a flat 8. Ooh, I'll go 9.2. Matt, you know what to do. Give me an old picture. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an old picture, lad. <laughs> um, thanks to Sailor Airman, who's, who says, Happy Friday to two of the happiest people at Watt Culture and Grumpy Old Man Sidgwick. Is that my gag? <laughs> uh, actually, hang on. What time? Oh. Watch, what time is it? Don't sing my gag! <laughs> I've been quite happy recently, me. Yeah, Dynamite was great. Yeah, new yeah, year, new uh, you. Uh, yeah, enough of that. No, not really. <laughs> but I'm enjoying booking a blanket night before yes. I go to the to the boudoir. 
book in a blanket. Oh, You've been going on about this for days. I now. love it, man. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's one of those where it's like, <laughs> why do I? Why did I stop reading? It's so great. Mm. You don't know. I'm gonna get into reading this year. I'm gonna start reading again. January parcel. Yeah, I know. Well, the diet hasn't started either, so I'm just sort of delaying it, basically. But yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, I will try. I don't think I read a book last year. If I'm perfectly honest. No, I don't think I did either. More bingo for me. I read a book all about Twin Peaks, actually. <laughs> John Thorne. He was like the original ah. guy who uh, did a fanzine that helped it become a cult classic. So this guy got this indirect part in making the return of thing. Very indirect, but he kept that flame going. Jules says, book and a black- blanket sounds incredible. And Adam Zingales, so uh, who's at work again making night vision goggles. I love the fact Randy? that you... Randy? Send us them. Yeah. <laughs> Steal some and send us them. Uh, asks, will AEW let Sting main event revolution? Surely. Uh, I, well, I would be very wary of following that. Yes. Yep. If I was a wrestler, and not to be an incurable elite mark, but I'd be wary of following the young bucks where, when they're on form on any AEW mm, pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and not just on form, like motivatedly on yeah, form as well. Because they all want to make this good. <laughs> oh, God, I think um, Hamful pointed it out, and I agree with them, their reputation kind of needs it at this point. Like, they've taken a battering. Like, the, the knives are out for the books. Um, they need this as much as Sting. They'll be absolutely motivated for this. I would absolutely 1 million percent have that as the main event. Tony Khan's got this philosophy. It's very Tony Khan. Oh, the world title... That's the main event every pay-per-view. It's tradition. It's not really tradition for a start. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the women's world title. <laughs> <laughs> He's deviated from it before. Um, Anarchy in the arena, double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Stadium stampede, double yeah. or nothing. It's been a lights out. So there's precedent and it should happen. Yeah, yeah I think this is a, a, a exceptional circumstances, isn't yeah. it? Big thing goes out on his back. <sighs> He's old school like that, ain't he? But then, like, a lot of people that you would expect to be old school like that have recently yeah. been going out on wins. Yeah. Like, it I, doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. It's the kind of currency that they can dine out on the books. Like, we retired Sting. is very yeah. on-brand for their obnoxious, killing the business. And, like, I know Sting is, like... And this is a compliment because he's magic at it. A spot-fest guy these days. Mm-hmm. But the idea is he's still held in great esteem, as he should be, mm. as like this sort of legendary 80s figure of like a, a symbol of a business at a different time that people who hate the books gravitate towards. So if they can like be the ones to take him take him out back and shoot him, right? That's pretty on brand for them. It would be quite funny though, as them arsehole heels, you know, they're completely deluded. To be like, we retired Sting, but they lost. Because <laughs> Sting's always said he's retired yeah, after yeah. Revolution. Yes, I, there's no bad fun. result. There's no bad result. No. And, you know, like, I, I did have someone, and this is a good faith question, so I'm not going to insult the person. Like, do you not think, this question was posed to me, that it should go to a young, up-and-coming act? I've learned in the first four years of AEW's existence, or like I've relearned or whatever, mm. this fabled rub of, oh, you know, you can... Be Jericho and you'll you'll make it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. It, I, I'm not saying wins and losses don't matter, but I am saying beating an established name and getting over. It's not as easy as that, no. ever. Yeah, and arguably you've seen that as well. When Austin Theory tried to be like, I beat John Cena. It's like, we still don't care about <laughs> it. Yeah, it's all about context. Yeah. Um, Eric Vasquez he says... He could beat uh, Andre the Giant and I wouldn't care about Austin Theory. <laughs> Eric Vasquez, thank you for your donation, Eric, says, what have you done for me lately, Hardy guys? Which is 
a fair assessment. What do you make of the, the Jeff Hardy? You know, we're trapped in another dimension on Rampage. Look, I'll repeat my take on uh, the Dynamite re- review, which is available, of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. Like, even is a heel bait where you, you're meant to say transgressive things that mm-hmm. people get annoyed by. Burying your own national TV show is the <laughs> kind of stupidity I would expect from one of the Hardy brothers. Absolutely stupid and really entitled. And I f- think it's a late though, stages WCW move. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, Phil. And it's one of those where I can feel myself getting annoyed about it. But guess what? Guess what? I didn't like the Hardy Boys before they made that comment. So it's not, <laughs> it's not affected. They haven't said something provocative yeah. in a heel way inflammatory that has annoyed me i'm simply my resting state is being annoyed by the hardy boys Mm. and not wanting to watch them wrestle matches i like it's a lot of tell don't show it's a lot of carny succubus entitled resting on old laurels chat Mm. i've got no time for the hardy boys absolutely none because the thing is as well people say i know they can't move as well as it did and neither can hiroshi tanahashi and he can still deliver the magic you know, you, you can't. There is a way of growing old gracefully in pro wrestling. Literally, just been talking about Sting. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You can make the argument that a lot of wrestlers are way better the older they get because they know every single trick. And, and what have they done? They're just doing treacle version of their own old crap. Name a good heart. Uh, chat. Hello, chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me some examples, please, of? Genuinely great, and I know it's subjective, genuinely great Hardy Boys matches that did not involve any weapons or plunder? It's a great question. Um, Read them out, and I will... I'll keep an eye out. Uh, For the purpose of my narrative, I'll just say they were bad. (laughs) (laughs) Andy says, enjoy WWE in 2023, but the hook was Cody getting back to the mountaintop. Now that Rock's working mania, fandom is undergoing an existential crisis. I haven't had a chance to get your thoughts on this whole thing. Story to finish. (laughs) It was Roman's story all along, guys. It's Jay Uso got it all wrong. Barton Keys actually has an interesting suggestion surrounding the Rumble. Hey, Barton, Barton says, uh, probably not a fresh take, but it's just occurred to me. Cody is Mr. America. Punk is an unabashed Brett mark. Do we get a little Brett slash Lex action <laughs> at the Rumble? Ooh. Great shout. That, that is a it? great shout. The Cody Tarbus. He's got it already, he hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Look, The Rock heavily hinted at having a match with Roman Reigns, who it is now being reported isn't at Australia, much less The Rock. So uh, I'm a Cody Rhodes guy, and I'm getting a bit worried. Yeah. He dedicated about half an hour to this yes, uh, last week on WrestleCulture. I thought it was just going to be a one-and-done thing, and you just put it, you just keep going round and round in circles. And I've seen people... The, the, the lengths people go to to try and get a, a Cody finish the story whilst also cramming this in. The, the worst, uh, I, I'm not pointing anyone out specifically for this, but people suggesting maybe Randy takes the title off Roman at the Rumble. Like the title reign ends there. <laughs> also due to rock interference in a four-way, just so Cody can beat Randy. Yeah. If, I get it. People want to do Randy and Cody. You, more than anyone, are well-versed in mental gymnastics. Yes. And, and it's your job. Randy and... I get the Randy, you know, legacy, da-da-da. That's not the story, no. though, is it? No, absolutely not. It's. I'd love to see the, like, facts and figures and the data that WWE have behind the scenes of how much money The Rock brings in. Because of how much they are always willing to just throw everything out the window yeah. as soon as they get a sniff of a Rock comeback. And if the money makes sense... 
Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, can you really blame them? Like, I mean, you can be building a thing for years, but if you're going to make it like twice as much with a rock return, that's the then thing. You're going to do that, aren't you? It's a it's a wrestling business. When you are a publicly traded company and you've got a potential opportunity to say, I don't know, um, business isn't my thing, right? But say you've got this WrestleMania main event, and just for example's sake, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns would bring in $100 million and would be a way better long-term play, Mm -hmm. and you would reassure your base who are really engaged and enthused for like the first time in years and years and years potentially kind of potentially decades then you can't really count of what that would yes do exactly for going forward exactly and how much more money you, you can't can you literally cannot them. account for it yeah. but it's got a value yeah. a major value that you can't account for and then so that's a hundred million i'm just it's just a thought exercise yeah, yeah. without all of that feeling amongst the fan base like it's dollars and cents rock Roman brings in like 135. Look at the extra 35 million dollars, please. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. One of the TV rights due as well. Like imminently? They've already like sorted out um, the moment you get the rock back on your TV, that's the ratings are surely gonna go up just They've, at least from casual people that are just seeing Dwayne Oh, the number he drew was back. a total monster. Mm. A so total monster. You've got that to sell your TV rights deals, which is something Cody could never it's, do because it's, well, it's imminent, isn't it? The they've, level, already, is they've already sorted out thingy. Well, uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Like rumors about Amazon getting yeah. more, aren't there? There's nothing stopping them from striking a deal tomorrow. I don't think it's all, yeah. it's all in play. So the more you get the rock right now, yeah. as TV companies are looking at what they can do, the better off they are. Triple threat. Sorry, they, Cody. I've got the feeling they might do a triple threat now. What if I just said, you dog, about mental gymnastics? No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> suggesting I want to see that. I'm just thinking that, that they will try and have their cake and eat it too. Are these ones the copium guys? Mm. Maybe. Just Daryl says, Cody Rock Night 1, win against Roman Night 2. You know, you want Rock Roman, don't you? Yeah. It's one of those. Uh, they want Rock Roman. Yeah. They want Rock Roman. They've wanted that match for years and years and years. And uh, they, had, they had the chance to, for them to do the Roman double bill last, last year when he had the two belts. Yes. <laughs> like, if you were going to do uh, Roman on Night 1, Roman on Night 2, that was your year to do it. Not but it was Rock's availability? Yeah. It's like, so, I don't, I'm not trying to be pat- naive here or patronizing, but like, we are approaching this from the POV of wrestling fans and desperately trying to make it work and it just they <laughs> yeah. don't care they, they yeah. don't care it's quite nostalgic this yeah <laughs> really allowing to be cynical about WWE and saying that they're going to break your hearts I've missed it <laughs> I've missed this um, in answer to your Hardy's question yes uh, Eric Vasquez says I think I only ever liked the Hardys when they got their asses kicked yeah. Je- Jeff eating Omaga's offense OMG uh, Kyle says no Bonkey says no Matt Rain says nope um, Jules says, I remember seeing them arrive in WWF because uh, they looked like us, and Lita was the first one I've seen actually doing things other than standing on the apron. Uh, can't remember a single match. Oh, Luke says, I don't know if there's a weapons, but there's a steel cage match versus the bar at Extreme Rules in 2017 that was very good. There's well, a cage as a weapon. I, was uh, say, I mean, just because yeah. WWE barely treats it like one, it's still yeah. it's still a it's still and a if, gimmick if you're match. Cage, there's some great Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian cage stuff. I wouldn't say but, great. I would say very good. But take the shortcuts away from that tag team. May now says just watched Hardys versus APA. For the tag titles, it was pretty good. Sid would yeah. love the clothesline from Hell's Hits. Aye, but that's every match. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking greatness. I'm talking greatness. I'm talking FTR, Young Bucks level greatness, Rock and Roll, Midnight's level, just get in the ring and do with greatness. And mm. they're just, they were never that team. Uh, Sailor Emmett says, at the end of 2024, what will be the best of the weekly shows? 
Say again, sorry? At the end of 2024, what will be the best of the weekly shows? Actually, Sailor M also says, obviously, it's NXT, so they've covered my answer <laughs> off. <laughs> Phil, you talk. I've talked a lot. What's your favourite weekly show right now? Right now? Probably still SmackDown. Yeah? Because Raw's still the three-hour yeah. thing. It still takes a little bit away, even though it's loads, loads better than it ever used to be when it was three hours. Um, but three hour, uh, SmackDown, I genuinely enjoy SmackDown. as a Flies as a by, it doesn't it? fly by these days. Um, and the the clout they've put in it, like, over the last sort of year of, like, basically turning it into the A-show in terms of the money that it brings in and the ratings that it got. Um, I just, yeah, it's genuinely my favorite show. I think Dynamite, if it keeps on how it's going, could get there. But, like, right now, for me, could it looks there. like SmackDown. Could get. They can try. They, they can, sort of such they a high bar. Claw up there. Yeah, for themselves, didn't they? That's the problem with Dynamite. Yeah, of course it is. I, the, the worst episode of Dynamite's better than a WWE TV program. The thing with Triple H in his... <laughs> approach to TV booking is that it's it, 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 people are different and philosophical here on wrestle culture right? <laughs> people are different people like Hamlet will say things like coherent and he's like ready to rip his cock off <laughs> oh my god it's coherent and like oh my god oh, <clears throat> oh god I'm gonna come it makes sense some people are like that about, you know, what I would describe as like the bare minimum for any sort of traditional fictional work. AEW can be all over the shop. It can depress me. It can infuriate mm-hmm. me with what they rush, who they don't promote, who they don't follow up on. But the peaks are so like exciting. And Triple H is not, he's missionary Jones, man. <laughs> he just doesn't get, I, I was so shocked when he signed CM Punk. And went for that move. It's like, you've done something exciting. <laughs> a ball from the blue that you didn't have to do. Against the green that you've probably had to Aye. eat some. You've gone bloody. Missionary Jones went a bit al fresco and I could <laughs> not believe it. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that Triple H hasn't got it. He hasn't got that dog in him to do like really exciting stuff. So I think it'll look exactly like it does now, and eventually it will get a bit boring, just like NXT people pretended to watch the weekly product mm-hmm. before it went to USA. It'll get like that. I don't think the numbers will suffer, but this whole acclaim thing, it'll love, suffer. Love Dynamite will still be there, for me, surging with electricity. For me, Dynamite needs to sort out the show itself. Like, segments, they can do absolutely amazing segments. They obviously do absolutely amazing matches, but as a, a full show, putting it all together into one package just doesn't quite work for me the way mm-hmm. it is. Um, like you're saying about something being rushed, like they'll take some, like an, an incredible moment and then like two seconds later they'll be bombed off to something else that nobody really cares about and yeah. you've chopped off this mm. moment that could have been a little bit of magic and you could have just sort of wallowed in a little bit. Mm. Like, you know, like you're booking a um, blanket guy now. Yes. That bit when you finish a book and you put it down and you just like, have a little moment. Ah. And you're like, ah, that's nice. And you just wallow in it a little One bit. One of my favorite so things to do. none of that in AEW. When mm. like, I watch a film or even an episode of a TV program, I like to luxuriate in it. And I like to go on Wikipedia. Mm. Um, just like the reviews and all the rest of it. I like, to, I like to live in it. I do like to live in the experience. And like, there's none of that on Dynamite yeah. ever. That's why I love NXT. You just get all of that. Everything, everything we've mentioned with SmackDown and with Dynamite all merged into one. It's going to overtake Dynamite this year, probably. <laughs> so good. It's already kicking collisions, ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, mentioning SmackDown, we had the new stable debut. Ben, like I'm making, I'm grimacing at you. <laughs> probably a good quiz to come. Um, 
Final Testament, we believe they might be called. Me and Hamlet talked oh, about it yeah. on the SmackDown preview earlier. We also came up with a new name for them, Mega Glove. Um, after we went through a band name generator, Lee Wainwright says, Hey guys, Mega Glove are going to be bigger than the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Oh, sorry, are Mega Glove going to be bigger than the Judgment Day and the Bloodline? What no. Do no, it's going to be weird, this. is. It? I'm, I'm kind of into it for the time we being. We have run a stable with two managers before. Yeah. Scarlet so and Ellering, yeah, of yeah. course. Um... Surely AEW have done that. <laughs> like just the must have. The must have. Um, Lance Archer used to be managed by Dan Lambert and Jake Roberts all at once. Mm -hmm. Why? But he was. <laughs> he was. I don't know why, but he was for a while. And then he went away again, as he often does. What was your reaction at seeing Karrion Cross team up with AOP? I mean, it's something. I want to look at it. Yeah. It's like that bit when they were posing on the ramp. Looks good. I have no faith in any of it being good. Mm. <laughs> it's it's something else for Karrion Cross. They yeah. needed to do something with him that was a bit different. They don't need to do anything. Well, for they do true. not yeah, need to do true. a damn thing with someone who habitually has proven himself <laughs> incapable of getting over. Mm. Not a bit, that's it's harsh, but I mean, if you're being harsh, they've already done the thing they should have done with Karrion Cross, and then they undid that yes. thing and brought him back. <laughs> it's just he's never got over. Mm. But he loads of chances, him, doesn't he? I think this is the final roll of the dice. Have you ever be. got him as a wrestler, like going me. back through his career? No. Nah, I mean, briefly when he was like murdering Champer in NXT. Oh, that was Champer, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Champer. One of those things where you look back now and say, he's oh, just not dynamic. Yeah, it's it's he's very, very sluggish. Like, very sluggish. I just find it so easy to drift off during his matches. The promos are nothing. As well. Yeah, there, just it, a lot of another words. one of those. Lot of saying a lot of words and saying absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah, he says it's nothing. Just, it's a package. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, look at this. This is vaguely visual, it, visually appealing. Is it, he's incredibly superficial. He's just not dynamic or interesting to, to watch wrestle. And, like, that's not necessarily the most important thing in the world. I mean, if you look at the Roman Reigns match layout, it's, like, hot cliche is better than, like, good intricate, thoughtful, creative work. That's the defining trend of this century so far. Yeah. Like, hot, popular, play the hits cliche. So I'm not advocating for, you know, just it has to be an amazing match every single time. But we to pull that off, you've got to be an incredibly compelling character. And he's not. He's gotten out. Yeah. Eric Vasquez says, Karen Cross's favorite search engine. Wicka, wicka. Wikipedia. <laughs> nice. Um, like wish... those forearms to the back of the neck. You're meant to think, break his skull. Mm. You just think, oh, I'd like to go to the... Carrying cross massage parlor. <laughs> got a kink in my neck. I think you could really work it out just nice. I I'm do so like you know STF so forearms. Yeah, I do like the uh, that awesome video package. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure for him and Keith Lee with the Metallica soundtrack. But even that has him saying, uh, every you, know, "You know what's really clever about it, Wilborn? In the song, James Hetfield sings "Fran Tick Tick Tock," and yeah. that's his catchphrase. The bit where he goes, start of it, it's the you know, uh, Keith winning the title at um, Great American Bash. He's like, each day, man climbs a mountain, and only when he reaches the top does he realize, it's a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't think that's... Anyway, and they gray out... It the... sounds like the kind of sentence where it's like the person who wrote, it's like, fucking get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am JD selling it. <laughs> uh, John Mayer, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Lawton, says, Hello, legends. Thoughts on Hangman finally being on collision? We sort of didn't Mr. really... Mr. Lawton's a legend, by the way. Didn't really take that into account on the, the collision preview. This is Hangman's first appearance on collision, of course. Sorry, I was too busy putting over the, the, the guy. Uh, what was the question? Uh, Hangman being on collision. First time, of course. 
thoughts on that? That's the first time he was referenced on Collision. Someone couldn't shut their stupid mouth, could they? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's more of a regionalized bit of... You're going to get some noise in that building because it's Paige. I don't know what he does. Um, if you want to know what we think he might also, do. There was a big reason why he wasn't on Collision for quite a long time, who has kind of got out of the way now. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's just a location-specific thing. I haven't got my hopes up, but a Hangman Page match is always a good time. I think they're like an impromptu thing on Collision, so maybe something uh, along those lines. Yeah, I don't like Collision. <laughs> um, Marcel Laviolette says, Oh, hey, hey, uh, Wilborn, Sagewick. We're all legends, by the way. You're all complete legends. Phil, uh, ABV 8 flat uh, is Marcel's guess for, for Mr. Reigns' beer. Yeah. What about a book, blanket, and a beer, he suggests? Uh, and do you think Joe loses the title to Swerve Revolution? I would... I don't know. I'm so fickle. I'm the worst person to ask for these sorts of questions. Like, it's a good question. It really is, and it's on a lot of people's lips. But my God, I'm the worst person. Because as soon as Full Gear happened, and like ahead of it, I was like, Swerve's the guy. Swerve's the guy. And Joe has a title on his shoulder. I'm like, well, he's the guy. Then Paige says he wants <laughs> yeah, a title. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, give me some of that as well. I, I don't know. Um, I just get all over the place. I feel like uh, I get imposter syndrome mm. when I get this question specifically <laughs> because I'm thinking, oh, AEW could do with disrupting the pattern of every, every world title reign goes long. I'm not saying you Russo it. I'm saying you change it up a little bit, deviate a little bit. So maybe it makes sense for Joe to be the one to have the, the short reign. Mm. But at the same time, did you hear that promo on Dynamite? <laughs> did you see the presence on the guy? Did you hear the phrase ho-assed? Because I did. <laughs> this is one of the things, if you'd asked me like a month ago, I'd be like 100% yeah. yes. Like yes. you were saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Smojo's going to win this here. Like, who, like, should someone take it up in there? And you said, like, you offered up Swerve as a potential. I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, Swerve's been on an incredible run in AEW. Uh, he's had some, like, bucking problems let's say in terms of like a group he was in and the sort of keith lee stuff kind of vaguely going nowhere yeah that's right but whenever he is in matches and on promos he's goddamn magic yeah and he's amazing and he's a breath of fresh air in terms of that roster he's completely different he's very much himself and i'd say like yeah absolutely strap him up and push him to the moon but like this then you just get this samoa joe being this samoa joe and this good yeah and he's like, awesome oh, i do kind of want that to he's awesome but if you've got anyone that can either like explain away uh our loss, or like massively put someone over in a loss, but still keep himself up to the level it that is you Joe. need to be. It's more Joe. You just it give him Joe. one microphone on the dynamite afterwards, and he's he'll save himself. Yeah, he's, he's just that guy, that good. I had something to say then, but I forgot what it was. I again, this is yet another problem, right? And I've made this point, and I'll continue to make it till I'm blue in the friggin' face. Is that they, he signed too many guys, and the byproduct is that. It's, there's multiple problems with having two stacked a roster. You don't get to see your favorites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The other one is this: it's like the second someone has a bad week, or like, like Swerve against Dustin, right? The second someone has a week where they don't feel like oh, as hot as they were, or they have a match where it's like oh, it could have been better, or whatever. You instantly go to the 18 other options <laughs> you could have at the top of that men's division. You do. It's a it's a bad. It's like Wardlow got screwed by this. Yeah, All yeah. of that hard work. It might have worked had they not signed Cole Danielson, Punk, and Keith Lee, and everyone else. Yeah. When he finally got to the TNT title level, you know what I mean. Mm. Signed too many guys. That is the ultimate problem. Wardlow's like one of those where it's like 
he's like ready to like be pushed to the very top and like it's like if it's a logical course of if you follow on Wardlow's story where he was to push him up to the top and make him world champion but then you've got all these other people that yeah. are already at that level and you've got no space to yeah. actually make someone yeah. even though you're in the process of making them so then where does that go? Nah, he's made a complete... He's got too greedy, Tony Khan. It's a bad faith take that people have about AEW right now. But it's if like, I was booking AEW... Like, signing all these guys is just really Moorish. <laughs> it's, it's, people will say, oh, AEW's turning into to WCW. If, if I was booking AEW right now, it would turn into WCW in the year 2000 because I'd go, right, Joe's got the title, and Swerve takes it off him. And Hangman Page probably takes it off him at the next TV special or pay-per-view, whatever comes next. And then, um, right, we've probably signed some WWE guys at that point, so let's put it on <laughs> Drew McIntyre for a bit. Actually, it's almost time for um, uh, All In In London. We need an English guy to win it there. That makes the most sense there. So we'll put Osprey. it on Osprey at that point. Uh, Exit like wounds to- rematch? Yeah. <laughs> in, your, in your lineage, it would be. Yeah. Galloway, <laughs> Osprey. <laughs> Bloody great match as well. It was class, eh? <laughs> Speaking of next champions, actually, Drew C says, any thoughts on the next champions for TNT International Continental Crown? Ooh. Um, I remember when the All-Atlantic title was first leveled up. Remember that? Yeah. We're leveling up the All-Atlantic. I had the idea that the international title should be the preserve of, like, the Roosh Takeshtas, like, the international great mm-hmm. wrestlers who come in, and with the way that North American episodic TV wrestling works, I hate this, but it's how it works. They don't get much mic time or whatever. You could have that really cool, we don't need to put some poor prick who's miles better than everyone else in the PC on NXT because that's how we do things. Front and center national television give a different stylistic range and all the rest of it um, to the international title picture. Uh, I, honestly, Kenote Takeshita is so good that I would probably have him both. Like the TNT Open Challenges have Takeshita wrestle every single week. He's fantastic. Yeah. Takeshita to win a title. They're all sort of the same. Yeah. They're all just mid-card titles. Let's face it. That's what they are. Takeshita, it's just who I want to see wrestle, basically. Takeshita. People saying pack. People saying pack in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Pack, I mean, I love Pack. Pack and Takeshita. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Basically, in answer to your question, which is a good one, um, and again, it's hard Mm -hmm. because there's too many options. Yeah. Too many options. Um, But Takeshita, I want to see wrestle every single week. It's disgusting how infrequently he wrestles when he's that good. Mm. Uh, He should be. He's he's a great wrestler. Put him on uh, every single week if he can. Just seen in the chat one uh, retro J, aka Jules. Hello, oh! Hello saying, uh, just what so an we... absolute ledge. Just <laughs> swinging by. Just... He is. Yeah, yeah. Still laugh at that. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at your delivery. It was the the freeze frame. Just swinging by to say love these pod vids and big love to you lads. Thank you very much, Jules. Uh, check out you, Jules. UBP, of course. What culture gaming podcast? Check out all. Uh, Jules's new stuff as well. The Future Game Show. Future yeah. Game Show. Um, Mr. Twilly says, uh, cheers, guys. Any ideas for future Von Wagner stories other than <laughs> other than him beating up seven-year-old bullies? Should explain. He threatened to beat up Robert, the bullies of Robert Stone's children, not just random seven-year-old children. We're actually <laughs> going to introduce a new feature on next week's NXT preview. So I don't want to say too much about this, but we are hoping to see Von Wagner back on television ASAP in 2024. 
put him on Rampage tonight. That's how much I want to see. I <laughs> <laughs> um. So what was the question? <laughs> Ideas for for future stories for him. Title, well, surely. Championships, yeah. Championships, yeah. Because the guy has opened up his heart to me, and he has let his walls down. He is bonded with that audience, and now that audience, well, me, wants to see him win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Love that so much. It's, ter- <laughs> it's a terrible idea, but I would absolutely love it nonetheless. It's just um, it's charmed me. Uh, before we get to the hashtag bully quiz, find off a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, we have to talk about Tony can't hinder in gender. <laughs> Your reaction to <laughs> all don't this. have to. Twitter did. Doesn't mean we do. Constantly. Who cares? What a boring bit of bitch discourse that was. <laughs> you know what? I'm opting out. I to talk about it. I don't care. I think the biggest thing is, should someone just take away his Twitter at this point? That's a probably broader question. <laughs> it's funny, but it it's is one very of funny. It's good for content, I guess. Like is it, yeah, is it, is it gets... weird? Like, if you're an employee, and I, I, I this is not me saying it definitely is this, because I know some people would be like, oh, it's so unprofessional. But do you think it'd be weird <laughs> if you're like, you know, you got. Brian Danielson there passing out fines left, right, and center for, for social media contact. And then you check on Twitter and your boss is like, this sucks and I'll fight you actually. <laughs> it feels very much like it's out of the CM Punk beating people up backstage school of business. Like it gets people talking, but is it really best for your company in the long run? When the pat is good, I'll take it, but the pat is bad now. Yeah. He hasn't got a leg like to stand on. He's lost his. Uh, I think he I lost it as soon as he's hired Rick, Rick Flair. Flair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is, there's a phrase that's bubbling up that's eluding me, um, but he's, I just hasn't got a leg to stand on. It's increasingly pathetic. The pat is not good. Like when he was like kind of baby face, big bicep tone, it was funny. It was interesting. Sounds like a wrestler full of, playing full of wrestlers going on to Saudi Arabia. It's like, God. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like you signed Ric Flair. Like you can't bury, I'm doing it. <laughs> You can't bury <laughs> my ass. You can't bury the booking of Jinder Mahal and look at Tyre Valkyrie's cage match <laughs> at the same time. It's pathetic. She lost like like she lost a few matches and then lost the opportunity to fight for the TBS title and then just oh here's a world title shot. Mm. You do Sting and Darby Allen, right? Should have been number one contenders to the tag team titles. <laughs> if wins and losses did matter, which is the point he was broadly trying to make uh, three years ago. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention is the rumoured returns for the Royal Rumble. Apologies for that. Um, it's okay because you weren't trying to, like, show off. The thing you tried to say just happened to have every yes. word beginning with the same letter. So I don't think you were being a dickhead there okay. because you weren't trying to show off with something that you learn maybe like in secondary yeah. school and think you're clever for doing. It's the... They're like, I'm not sure if you noticed there, but that was a nice bit of a letter, right? You're like, yeah, we can all do it. And that's the worst thing. Like, everyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> check out this. Don't just sing me again. Names this week coming out, Phil. Naomi, who's mm-hmm. wrestling hard to kill a course this weekend. Liv Morgan and potentially X-Pac. That'd be Liv awesome. Liv Morgan's like a full-time member of the roster. Yeah, it's it's for a while, news. though. It's still a return. Right, you know, her, her run... Have they gone of, wild for her yet? For a while, her, her run, you could say, kind of went up in uh, smoke. <laughs> Wasn't that like a gummy or something? An edible? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of done for the most pathetic amount. Like, come on, America. They tr- if they tried Florida. to... I thought America loved it. It's Florida, though, isn't it? It's, come on. How's Florida not leaving yeah, the United yeah. States? <laughs> it's such a, like, simplest state. Florida is just like, so bad. No! Prison, 20 years. <laughs> you know, it's like, welcome across the border. There you go. There's your compliment. Isn't it there, Bath, Bath Salt City? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, um, if they tried to book Liv No offense to the Floridians. If they tried to book Liv Morgan on 420, but they, they left it a little bit late, is there any, like, phrase that a friend of yours used to say that she might say? Oh, stand already. Well, the X-Pac in the Rumble, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm always willing to see X-Pac. I book him every Rumble. year in it, I think. <laughs> I fan, I, in a, in a bid, too cool, every year. In a bid to manifest it, I book Waltman to mm. be in it all of the goddamn time. <laughs> all of the goddamn time. Um, just, I've t- I've, my crusade in life is to abandon the term X-Pac heat. yes. Expunge it from the vernacular forever. <laughs> Vanders says. Hey, look, I mean, the, all he did was stick around a year after he was a bit relevant and over. Yeah. Like, no one tried Corbin, to, Ziggler. No one tried to please retire Miz. at him. Yeah, Corbin, <laughs> Ziggler, Miz, Morrison. Like, like these people who've been around for years and years and years and years and years and I have to watch them from our work. He stuck around longer than him. Mm-hmm. Vanders says Jacqueline for the Rumble just for the 13-year-old boy Sidgwick. Oh. <laughs> and if you want to know why, you can check out the <laughs> What Culture Podcast live show on YouTube right now. Naomi would be a, a, a great return for WWE, of course. Naomi would be absolutely great, yeah. Although she does kind of vaguely steal uh, back her entrance from Katana Jansen, Caden Carter, who has yeah. very similar vibes going on. She'd probably be friends because they do bloody love to party. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, finally, before we get to the hashtag bloody good quiz, Eric Vasquez surpri- says surprises you'd love to see in their respective rumbles. Personally, I know it's not happening, but Big E would be breath- breathtaking for Breast- me. Breathtaking. Rodian slip, you like me. that, don't you? Titty master. Uh, would be breathtaking for me. I'd pop hard. Uh, it's one Big of those E ones. would be wonderful. If, yeah, if, if I secretly knew that he was fine, yeah. I'd be happy to sit here and say, God, wouldn't it be great to see Big E? But it's one of those ones, if, if he's not... He must just be horrible for people like, you never know, Big E's like, no. Yeah, like, every time something oh, comes heartbreaking. Like, oh, it's it. heartbreaking. Not to piss on your chips, but WWE rarely does anything really fun in that regard. They're going to sign someone, bring them in there. I know, I know they did AJ Styles, but it's there's a lot of rule-proven exceptions. They'll probably get whichever uh, road agent used to be a worker, so look forward to Road Dog of the Hurricane, guys. <laughs> Is, stick with me on this. Hello. Is there a chance... What with him just getting a Legends contract, that Ken Shamrock makes an appearance. <laughs> not going to do a lot. Just hoist, like, Dominic Mysterio is like, come on, who's coming out next? Shamrock, bitch. That, that would, would be, be very funny. That would be, like, <laughs> Shamrock Hoys and Dominic Mysterio would be Hoys cool. Out Dominic Mysterio, and then him and Chad Gable have a bit of a yeah. tip uh, for cat. I mean, that would be awesome. That would be really good fun. Um, were there any, like, mystery entrance last year? Because that was the first Triple H one, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got a terrible memory for yeah, that. I don't thing. think there was. 2023. Do I see It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! Ha 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 Useless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm looking at this year's. That's the wrong one. 2023. So, entrant number one from both rumbles. Can you remember? Oh my god, I'm Gunther. So bad at these. Gunther, correct. Women's. Get this. Oh, it was Rhea. Yeah, she won it. Yeah. Uh, in the women's match, you had all SmackDown and Raw, other than uh, Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark, who did great in both in both performances. I thought. Sensational. Yep, really worked out for Roxanne Perez. That so he's talking in there for 27 <laughs> minutes, basically. Yeah, that's not impressive. They do this every year. And don't get worked by what it says on Wikipedia. She, what did she do? I remember her kicking some ass. She didn't get any eliminations. <laughs> she looked really good. She didn't get any eliminations. How much ass can she kick then? Uh, Chelsea Green was in there for five seconds. Yeah. Did Michelle McCool get Michelle in McCool? again? Oh, yeah, that was when she was like, yeah. I think the Chelsea Green thing proved your point more than anything about looking at the numbers of like she did more in five seconds to be remembered from that Royal yeah. Rumble than a lot of people will do in like 15, 20 minutes. Correct. Uh, Indy Hartwell made an appearance and of course Nia Jax uh, came in uh, at 30. <laughs> in the men's, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly Raw and SmackDown other than Brock who uh, came in for two and a half minutes. Booker T. Uh, oh, Book. The book was booking it. I don't remember this, but yes, mm. apparently. Uh, book, book. <laughs> just a sexy <laughs> book. Sexy book. <laughs> I'm not your sucker. Suck. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> um, and, of course, Logan Paul. That's just oh, your yeah. entrance number 29. Real dog in the hurricane. Braun Breaker. Please. It'd be awesome in a rumble. Yeah. It'd be so good. Um, in terms of women... As always, Molly Holly. Always. Every year. To kick Nikki Cross. Yeah, out, <laughs> Nikki Cross comes in and just like stands around. 
Molly Holly back. Molly go around. for me, probably. I'm just watching. All right, final question comes from Mr. Phoenix. Um, in honor of TNA returning after two crossover matches, Cesaro versus Josh Alexander versus Gable. Uh, and Hello. Ripley and Flair versus Statlander and Parazzo uh, versus Masha Slamovich and Parazzo's Killer Kelly. Elite. So, For a second there, I was like, why the hell are you booking Rhea Ripley and Ric Flair in a match? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I quite like that as a sort of well, three-way forbidden door. Mm-hmm. TNA... Uh, Fed and AEW, Zorro, Josh Matthews, and Chad Gable would That's, be insane. That would be an incredible match. That would be really, really strong. Aye. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Chris Statland and Deanna Parazzo, and Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. Jesus, Mr. Phoenix. How long has Josh Alexander got on his TNA contract? I don't know. He's a very Triple H sign, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Quite rightly. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Quite rightly. <laughs> Uh, right, well, we'll keep your comments coming in because they'll need uh, your help for their uh, phone. Hang on, where is it? No wonder. Phone. Oh. <laughs> Enough of all this. <laughs> it's now time for a good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Chris Bradshaw. If you want to have your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, you can leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatcoops.com. Like uh, Chris Bradshaw has. Chris writes, love all the shows you guys do. You make this wrestling thing even more fun and have really helped me push through through some mental health issues in 2023. So just wanted to say thanks. You're more than welcome, Chris. You're welcome. Uh, Whilst waking up early for the first derby in many years, so it was from the weekend, I had a thought on WrestleMania WrestleMania main event night two. (laughs) There are that many main eventers now. How epic would this be? WrestleMania Night 2 main event. Hell in a Cell, six man. Bringing back Armageddon 2000. Yeah, I love that so much, man. It was like the most Attitude Era thing. The six of the best and they're in Hell in a Cell. It's like a send-off for the Attitude Era. You can't really get much better. Yeah, rejected. Roman Reigns, CM Punk, The Rock, Randy Orton. Yeah. AJ Styles or LA Knight or Drew, I can't decide on the, the sixth man. And the winner, Cody Rhodes. What do you think? Oh, sorry, twist ending. Uh, Damien Priest cashes in at the end. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you after that, mate? Insane. Who gets chucked off to the top onto a, like a hay truck? Oh, yeah, that just so happens to be there. <laughs> yeah. uh, AJ? Southern? Yeah. <laughs> Farms? So. Some matter about proving yeah, yeah. Flat Earth is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can you guess what this week's quiz is? I didn't is? land on no curve. <laughs> Did I? Any guesses what this week's quiz is all about? Uh, what's happened What's this been week? in the news? Backstage fights. Bingo! <laughs> Ten questions. Multiple choice. Shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. And guys, remember, it's just for fun. Just for fun. I hate doing quizzes against any other dadly boys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, question number one. What did Sin Cara allegedly throw at Shane Gash uh, to give him a black eye? Sidgwick. Can of pop. <laughs> okay, I've got some funny options here. <laughs> okay, I'll, okay, I'm sorry, I forgot it. I'll do the funny options next time. Okay, I've got get, the answers on. He the actually point. he works hard on his funny <laughs> options. I said this before, like sometimes you see Wilborn, who's like as much of a clown downstairs as he is in the studio, and like sometimes you turn around, you got Wilborn, and you're like, oh, hang on, it looks deep in concentration. 
He's got his headphones in. He's like that. <laughs> like, oh, he looks really hard at work here. I shouldn't bother him. And I always forget. Oh, he's doing his funny answers for his yeah. quizzes. You he was it. doing it before, but he, then you could just start hearing his, like seeing his head bop and then yeah. his hand go, and he's trying to get the beat to the goddamn song. That's what I'll call Dre. You say a, a can of soda? Yes. Yay! Is correct. Uh, your other options would have been Aiden English, a chair, <laughs> a chair, or a bra. And why would he throw a bra at Simon Gotch? <laughs> you throw a bra at Simon Gash. Simon Gash, she's got a pair of titties like a 65-year-old woman. How are you doing? Eyes to Simon. He's got a little bitch tit hanging out of his arms with a giant singlet. Double pop. <laughs> uh, question and if you two. don't know what that's referencing, how are you on you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably in your thing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just every single one of you've never clicked on it. Come on, click on it. Uh, question number two. Um, where did Joey Styles knock out JBL? Was it in a bar, on a plane, in a hotel room, or at the zoo? Sidgwick on a plane. Yay! I believe they were Wish flying back from Afghanistan, and uh, JBL said, oh, I'm not drinking. So they took the piss out of him, and he was like, oh, well, I'll show you drinking. It's like, yeah, it's kind of harsh. As much of a dickhead JBL is, he's like, I'm trying to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you lousy asshole. Get drunk now. Hey. Get drunk and belligerent for me. That's his own point. That's yeah, the reason why he wasn't drinking yeah. in the first place. <laughs> so what happened to you, JBL? You used to be a horrible bully. It's like, I still am. I still am. <laughs> you lost a step. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened in a horrible place. And you and Hamlet are apologists for this culture. Tactical Penguin says Malachi Black returns in the Rumble via the ring splitting apart and he does his old rising up entrance. <laughs> Out the middle of the ring. Hello. Then what if it spins around? Uh... <laughs> uh, 2-0 to Sitch, question number three. Batista and Booker T got into a fight when filming a commercial for what? SummerSlam, Shampoo, Sandwiches, or Super Smash Bros.? Bill. SummerSlam. Yay! Good stuff. Uh, question number four, which WCW... If you, if you start beating me, I will not let me go for the funny <laughs> options. I just won't. It's only the result. Any the, any the. Uh, question number four, which WCW jobber did DDP once get into a fight with? Is it Horace Hogan, The Gambler, Firebreaker Chip, or Disco Inferno? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, I don't know the answer here. What are the no, options again? Either. Horace Hogan. <laughs> Bill. That one. No, dear. Ah, that's wrong. I'll take my chance. Too politically connected. <laughs> you don't fight Horace Hogan. It's Hogan's yeah, yeah, that's nephew. true, yeah. yeah. Uh, Horace Hogan, The Gambler, Firebreaker Chip, or Disco Inferno? I'm going to go... Ooh, Still could, could use your... Could it have been because he had a bit of a... Gambling thing? Maybe the gambling. Firebreaker chip. Yay! Do we know but why? Or have you not researched that? <laughs> I think he was, because t- it was early days for DDP. He wasn't, he was, Firebreaker chip, I think, was actually the guy going over. Yeah. DDP was in his, you know, job uh, early stages, because he'd only just transitioned from being a manager and what have you. I think he was just all a bit, taking a bit of liberties. DDP was like, I'm not having this, actually. Bollocks, we'll have words. And he comes back through the curtain, and it all kicks off. Uh, question five. Um, we mentioned him earlier. Enzo Amore 
And Joey Janela once got into a fight at which band's gig? Sidgwick, do you know it? <laughs> I don't think. I'd, I'd probably know it from the answers, but I wouldn't. Okay. Know it. I want to win. You could, do, you, you could, you, you could have picked. Uh, it was Blink-182. Yay! Uh, Metallica, Foo Fighters, and One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, halfway point, 4-1. Phil, you can still get back into this. Yeah, probably not. Question six. <laughs> Yoshi Tatsu once slapped <laughs> Seamus because he refused to clean what? <laughs> Was it his gear? His blender? His cutlery after using it? Or his teeth? Phil, his gear, Charlie. Come on. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> What are the other options? Blender, cutlery, or team. <laughs> Still got your uh, phoner? Oh. phoner. Do you need it? I options one more time, please. <laughs> Blender, cutlery, or teeth. What did he refuse to clean? Now, you know what? This sounds like, like a, a Willborn answer. It sounds like a Willborn answer for comedy. Was it the blender? Yay! Yes. <laughs> I thought it was the blender. Everyone in the comments saying blender as well. Right? Marcel Vanders, Michael Everett, okay. well done. Uh, question: Those Protein shakes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, gotta have a clean blender, I suppose. Uh, hey, big spender, <laughs> clean your blender. Think of that. Uh, what's that? Five one. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. can only draw now. Okay, four <laughs> questions to go. So, who, <laughs> who? Threatened to finish JBL unless he apologized in front of the whole locker room. Was it Steve Blackman, Hardcore Holly, Ken Shamrock, or Golga? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, why not? Uh, tough choice. Shamrock. No, dear, that's wrong. Steve Blackman. Yay! Between those two. Was it a baggage claim, I think? But like, <laughs> JBL was like... Sorry about all that. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me do this in front of the locker room. I love <laughs> Steve Blackman for that. Such a man. Uh, question eight. Why did Paul Orndorff and Tony Atlas get into a fight in 1982, allegedly? Is it who had the bigger muscles? <laughs> Leg room in the car? Who could hold their breath the longest? Or <laughs> whether the earth was flat? <laughs> Leg room. Yay! Leg room. A fight! <laughs> Over presumably well, a bit of manspreading. Well, yeah. I might have written an article and researched things and learned this one a few years ago or whatever. Maybe even very recently. Either way, I know the story of leg room. What's funny about it is like I read that and I was like, what a ridiculous thing to fight about. And then I thought, wait, wait. I was on the Metro last night. Right. Ah. I was on the Metro last night. And actually, no, I, on two on my commute to go to work and then to go from work to home, this happened to me twice and it has happened to me multiple times in my life. And people should be jailed who do this. <laughs> they either have the window seat, right, and put their bag next to it, or they take. The aisle, leaving the window seat free, hoping that no one's going to ask me to move yeah. because that's socially <laughs> awkward. 
You haven't met Mr. Etiquette here. <laughs> I am the Etiquette Vigilante. So the first time... Not Larry my, David of Newcastle. Yes, no, honestly, I've got a lot. I, I could never I do this, but I have a lot of I'm the George Costanza. I am the George Costanza. <laughs> right. So the first one, young lad, bag there. It's not my property. Picked it up and put it in his lap and sat down. Did you? You literally... There I you just go. picked it up and put it in his lap. Oh, my God, the balls. Love it. Big fan. Things like he, this. Uh, well, looks like he's quite a large uh, youth. Uh, he probably kicked my ass, but no one's gonna do it. <laughs> People don't want to fight. People would rather go what? outside. Then outside. Then outside. No one wants to go outside. They just want to stay outside. That's yeah. the rule. No one wants to go outside. They just want to stay outside. Well, I've heard that phrase in the last seven days. Someone shouting outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I just I just got the bag. Went there. You go. You sit down. I was, I was fat in the bag. There you go. I was amiable about it. I was like, oh, there you go. Is it to say, I'm sitting down. Yeah. I'm paying my money. And then. What if it is a question? What if they go, I've bought a ticket for the bag? We've got two tickets. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> well, like, the bag can stand up just like all the other. Good point, yeah. All the other commuters. And then on the way home, there was someone sat in the aisle with a window seat vacant. And I'm not climbing over. I was going to say, do you force them yeah. to move over or do you do the awkward step across? I don't know. I'm not going to do the awkward <laughs> step across. I don't want to touch these people. <laughs> I don't want to dry hump anyone on my commute. <laughs> so what I do instead is I just go, can you move, please? Can you move? And then they do the, uh, uh, for audio listeners, they do the legs, the knees go a little bit like that. The knees go a little bit like oh, that. So, yeah. you st- so you've got an easier passage to the window seat, but they're still not being, the- they're not moving for you. Yeah. But at that point, you just have to go. <sighs> and what really annoyed me is I've got my backpack on. I was going to say, you've got, yes. Yeah, I, I have a backpack, right? So I'm not going to sit with my backpack on like I'm squashed like, up to the uh, seat. Like yeah. this, right? <laughs> and I'd been to Tesco. Oh. I'd bought, amongst other things, two bottles of pop. So I had quite a heavy bag. So what's going on my knees? Yeah. If I have the aisle and just move like a just decent human being, I can put it. There until someone wants to get up. Oh, trolley comes through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just went, <sighs> and then <sighs> probably mutton <laughs> under my breath. <laughs> and then I saw this person. I think the people on the opposite aisle seats knew each other because I saw the one who'd been chatting to the person who just moved, and she went, mm. you know that kind of voice where I was like, hey, look at him. That's <laughs> what so someone who plays by the. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's who him is. I'm him. I am him. I am him. Um, and it turns out she was on the aisle because she was getting off at the next stop, so she didn't want to go in the window. That's a different thing. Okay. But what you do in that situation, Adam Wilborn, Phil Chambers, the chat, what you do in that situation is that you talk to someone like a human goddamn being and say, oh, can you just go there? I'm it's just that I won't getting off at the next yeah. stop. yeah. So when they have a fight over leg room, which ties back to wrestling on wrestle culture, <laughs> I completely get it. There's also I'd more to the leg room thing because if, like, say you've, like you're both on the like passenger side of the car, if one of them's in the front and one of them's on the back, and the guy in the front pushes the seat back, oh. yes, that's a bit of a dick move. That's a dick move. There's loads of dick moves you can make. There's yeah. loads. That's a dick move. And you know what? There is a phenomenon as man spreading mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when people are like, it's like, oh come on, just close your legs. Yeah, close your legs. They're not that big. Exactly. <laughs> Dawdling by the doors. 
when you're trying to get off the train as well. Oh my god, that drives me absolutely insane. I do <laughs> not. I repeat, I do not want to dry hump anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to dry hump anyone. So why can't you just either move, <laughs> move, or as I do every single time, I anticipate. Too much empathy, that's my problem. If I'm just standing up because the seats are full, right, and I can see someone, and I, you see the desperation in their eyes? Yeah. And I'm an empathetic empathetic human being. If I can feel someone trying to move out, and I can see in their eyes going, oh, how do I get out? I just feel for people in that yeah. situation. So, so I'll give them a little signal. I'll get off. And then, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's such an inconvenience. If I get off the train... I'm gonna spend two seconds of my life getting back on it. Yeah. Right. Just do. Just move. I, Otherwise, if two people are standing quite close to each other, right, and they refuse to budge to make way for you to exit the train, which often happens on a crowded rush hour metro, I'm gonna have to drive home. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I hate it when you're about to get off. I've been on a train for ages, but I hate yeah. trying about trying to get off and. People, the, the door. Everyone, I get it. Everyone's keen to get on the. This train. is why I am the way I am. By the way, but <laughs> if I just if I drove, sorry, if I just drove and learned how to drive, which I can't do, by the way, it's seventeen. It could have fundamentally altered the trajectory of my life and how then I you've am. Got the potential of road rage and how much that. That's why affect. I haven't done it. Actually, that's why I haven't done it's it. It's fine. Actually, the drive. I like the driving. It's a nice little, just a little. Sorry, what you when when you're about to get a really busy train, usually London, this obviously really busy train or tube or whatever, and uh, everyone on the track falls like, well, whatever happens, I'm getting on this next tube. Yeah. I assume this was like this for all in. I, yeah. I dread to think what would that must have been like. Um, <laughs> when they go, well, the doors are going to open there, so I'll stand right in front of them. Yeah. Where am I going then? Yeah. How anyone, am I getting off to anyone, make? Anyone who tries to get on a train before the people that are on the train have left the train should be banned for life. I think they should, should be jailed. I think <laughs> you should be allowed to like just you know like Darby Allen just run at him and just dive. They should be jailed. Honestly, like jailed. There should be some kind of penalty because it's the only way we're going to learn as a society. Yeah. I'm a very very harsh. Genuinely, one of the best of things, things about Japan, like literally, there's a little queue. And it's, it's lined on the platforms, and they know exactly where the train's going to stop on each platform, so they know where the doors are going to be, and it <gasps> stops there every goddamn time. And there's a little line that makes you stand just to the side of where the doors come off, the doors open, everybody gets off, the line goes on, and because you're already in a line, you're already in a queue, so you're like, whoever's at the back oh, of the line, good right way. Line, and you're getting on that train line. <laughs> and everybody respects oh, yeah. it, and everybody follows the rules, and it works perfectly. Oh my god! So I can understand why they had the fight. I, I it's really cathartic I, hearing you go through this, and I could li sit here and listen to you talk about it all day. One final thing I wanted to ask you about: What is your stance on an overcrowded train, but pre-booked seat tickets? If so, if you have gone to the effort of booking yourself a seat, you get the seat. Case yeah. case closed. Unless I saw someone like heavily pregnant or really old, I would give it up. Yeah. Someone in the chat yeah, said earlier on about the bag. What if the bag's pregnant or elderly? Do you take your backpack off if you're standing, says Barton? It depends entirely on proximity to other people. <laughs> um, if like it's very, very crowded, I will in fact put it... I'll try it because... <laughs> right. I'll describe this. this. I'll describe it because I'm on an audio podcast, yeah. right? The way I look at it, right, is that I've either 
It's about a foot depth of a foot, my, my backpack, right? So the way I see it is if I have that on my back and it's very crowded, it's a bit inconvenient. I've got size eight feet, so I'm losing half of the bag depth by putting it against my shins oh, you and on my feet. Play. I'm making space for you. By the way, I dropped them. Um, I was having a rant about these things happen to me all the time. <laughs> I'm the only one who cares. Uh, I had a similar rant and I dropped the same thing to Francis. Like, you know, I'm like an etiquette vigilante. She just looked at us like I'd given it. <laughs> not only the ick was given to her, but she's like, why did I marry this guy? Like, what did I, what have I done with my life? Um, here we go. What was another question? Oh, um, <laughs> Cosmic Joe, throw the conductor off the train even when I have tickets. Uh, Steve Ogunevil says, come for the wrestling banner, stay for the complaints about public transport. Absolutely. Um, and Jules says, I want to live in a utopia where the public transport is designated by Dadleys and Phil. Yes. 100%. I Absolutely. Much, much more prefer this. Bart <laughs> says, I had a lad in my seat once. You'll enjoy this. Just sit back and enjoy this. I had a lad in my seat once, and he said, I don't see your name on it. And I slowly pointed at my name on the sign above his head. <laughs> yes! Um, I'm oh. such a coward in so many other areas of my this life, This is what I'm way. actually genuinely quite fascinated yes. about you, is that you are, I don't think you'll mind me saying, you are a coward in many, many, yes. many, many situations. Yes. But in this, you're like ridiculously brave. And yes. I don't understand yeah, how this works. I could never. It's like I've the weird duality of situations. You know what I think <laughs> it, it is, right? You know what I think it is? Like, you know when, like... Got your middle manager, and they've got a tiny amount of power going to their head, <laughs> and they're just awful with it. That's like me on public transport. <laughs> I, I measure the situation, you know what's right? And it's like I don't have to worry about this the next day. I'm probably not going to see this person, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Because the people who you you know you spot names on a usual commute, they because they do it every single day. They tend not to dare, like they wouldn't. If I know this person because I see them every single morning because they get the train at the same time, they're not going to window seat me because they know they have to see <laughs> me. You've been window seated. They're not going to window seat me because they know I have to see them the next day. It feels <laughs> like I can get away with being a little bit more brass-necked than I usually am. Um, the power of anonymity and righteousness. Yes. Chris Miles says... I'm not a good guy. I, 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 either the, edu the etiquette vigilant... Uh, Chris <laughs> etiquette vigilante... You either die young <laughs> or live long enough to become the villain. Chris Miles says, the etiquette vigilante sounds like an excellent wrestling stable. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was That'd tempted. Great six-episode Netflix show. I was tempted to <laughs> base that kind of thing on a novel when I wanted to write you know, it. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what we should do. Here's an idea for more content. You know, um, there's all those people who are like, oh, here's my vlog from my bike ride to work, and it's all the terrible people in London cutting yeah. up. Chest cam for Sid. Chest cam on a train. Every day. <laughs> Little hidden camera. Sid on a train. Is your bag, mate? Oh, I'd just love to live that. Sid on a train. experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's one other thing I want to say. Oh, yeah. The only caveat I will say to all this. Do we just start train culture? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, only the only thing I will say that uh, is quite right by Vanders in this on the comment section is um, when people queue for a plane. I think it's the maddest thing I've oh, ever yeah, seen. Oh, yeah. That's the dumbest thing ever. The, oh, plane is not leaving. You've Just literally you get been on assigned it early, a seat. doesn't mean it's going to leave. You've literally been assigned yeah. a seat, and they've said, uh, these group of people 
bored. And even when they say these people bored, I go, well, there'll be about 20 people before. This is where I know Sidwick is completely backwards because you will get up and get as early as possible to stand in that queue. Oh, brilliant. Because I've seen you. We are the complete (laughs) opposite, me and Phil. We broke up at the airport specifically because you and Murray went to get on the plane early and me and Nicholas were like, just, no, we're not getting on yet. This is stupid. (laughs) So, like, yeah, you go do you. (laughs) Or when we went down to Wembley, Mm. Phil Chambers... Honestly, so me and Andy are a little bit skittish about the whole. We just, want to, get, on just, want, just want to get there on time and get on the train. So we were like, all right, Greg's. I turned up like half an hour before Murray even. <laughs> get my Greg's, just get my parents. Like, right, I'm here 45 minutes or 50 minutes before the train, just so I know I can't leave. He got on with 10 seconds to spare. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't even flustered. He the was, train was moving before I'd found my seat. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even flustered. Right. That makes me sick. But I got on, baby. I know, but uh, one, one day, one day. <laughs> You're vindic- vindicated. Vindication. <laughs> finally. Uh, final couple of questions. Oh, yeah. Do the quiz. Um, <laughs> what, question nine, what three-word phrase did Rob Van Dam tell Taz before their backstage fight? Was it pick a hand, let's dance, bitch, <laughs> GFY, I'm not making more work for myself, but you know what that stands for, <laughs> or... Losers say what? Cedric, pick a hand. I feel like I wrote the list this is based Yay! on. <laughs> I had to mute that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> that episode of uh, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> when, when Charlie was like uh, one of the people sample for the questions. <laughs> um, I like the idea of... Well, the Charlie McDennis answers. Yeah. yeah he's a yeah. bastard man. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Because <laughs> Dennis is bastard man. <laughs> I just like the idea of RBD going, let's just say what? And Taz goes, what? <laughs> uh, final question. <laughs> question 10. What was Sin Cara doing to spark a fight between him and That's Chris? second Sin Cara yeah, fight. He's had a few, hasn't he? <laughs> he's like, what, three, four and oh, something like that? Scrappy do. Um, what was Sin Cara doing to spark a fight between him and Chris Jericho during a bus ride on a European tour? The bus ride from hell. Was he throwing food? Was he constantly singing the wheels on the bus for se- uh, for seven <laughs> hours? <laughs> was he making fart noises? Or was he constantly getting the lyrics to Fozzy songs wrong? <laughs> What's the first option? Throwing food. food. Citric throwing food. I love the idea of Sinkari just sat there throwing food at Jericho. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'll get him eventually. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you. No, dear, that's oh. wrong. What were the other ones? Constantly seeing the wheels on the bus. Really hope it's that one. <laughs> Making fart noises. Fart noises. Or getting the lyrics to Fozzy songs wrong. One of these is There's only one song anyone knows the lyrics to get wrong. Was Fuzzy, did anyone know any Fuzzy lyrics back Judas then? has been around in a- for ages. And I just repurposed it. Car days? You looked like, if you watch a music video for Judas, he's got his like, basically. Oh, short hair days. Yeah, he's short hair. Um, fart noises. Yay! <laughs> I really hope it was full on, like, <laughs> sat on the bus. Everyone's trying to, it's, you know, a long European tour. They're, their body clocks are all over the place. And uh, he's not just, just I don't know, going, I hope he's got the full. What will that? Uh, what, what like those old kids' toys yeah. that have the, like, fart, different fart sounds. Uh, one to 19. 
Um, nine. Shira. Phil. <laughs> Eighteen. Good choice. <laughs> that sounds like the start to. Yeah, this is very very specific, right? I'll play it again as you talk about this. There is a new metal band, <laughs> quite obscure, <laughs> called Taproot. Yeah. That effect sounds exactly like the first opening to a song they have called Again and Again. Do it one more time. Hang on, I'll find the song. Uh, oh, chat. One final thing before we wrap up, because the one thing from the chat, from the AW Women's Division blog, uh, Travis D. Legend here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Chat pick a number between one and twenty, and the first person gets a noise. And whilst whilst we're waiting for that, person gets a fart. Travis D. Legend says, "I recently learned that Booker T's music is fully licensable. Who on the AW roster should inherit this ghosted theme?" <laughs> Who's got the most heat? Darby oh. Allen. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, <coughs> sorry. So before we finish, uh, Michael Everett says eight. Vasquez, 13. Why did I do this? Uh, Maynard <laughs> we says, don't have to do them all. Maynard says, well, we've got a couple of two. Maynard says 17. <laughs> well, the game stopped. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to get rid of this. Go away. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. It's like Tetris, but I don't want to play it. Go away. <laughs> um, so there we have it. <laughs> Congratulations to Michael Sidgwick, the winner of this week's quiz. Uh, let us know what you got on, either in the comment section or on X at WhatCultureWW, of course. Let us know what a nice you on train. <laughs> um, um, but what's your on there? You can follow all three of us. You can follow uh, Phil Chambers on X at Phil My Chambers. You can follow Sidgwick at M Sidgwick, and you can follow us all at uh, at What Culture. Yeah, don't follow Wilborn. Follow me as well. Watch you there uh, at Adam Wilborn. <laughs> uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The AEW Collision Preview with myself and Michael Sidgwick is available right now. Uh, and the SmackDown preview, myself and Michael Hamlet, where we come up with Mega Glove, is available as well right now. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. Uh, my thanks to Phil, to Sidric, to Jules in the chat, to everyone in the chat. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.